and he creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle! And the Leafs are moved again! Hello there, and welcome to the Nesson Bruins podcast. I am your host, Nesson.com's Lauren Campbell. Skating a little shorthanded tonight, or today, whatever it is, I... Time doesn't exist. I am with Nesson.com Scott Edwards. Scott, we missed you last week, but excited to have you back this week. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been here in forever. And the last time I was on here, the Bruins were doing really well. Well, maybe you just needed to come back. It might, it might be my <laughs> fault. If it is your fault, then you'll never able to miss a podcast ever again, no matter the circumstances. That's okay. I mean, the team was also a lot better health when I last left, which is sad. Because I think the last time I came on, I was like, yeah, Hampus was a great addition and now he's not playing and it's sad it is sad it because the <laughs> Bruins are trying to clinch a playoff spot but you said it best the last time that you were here the Bruins were playing really well kind of looked like the team to beat in the NHL and then all of a sudden the injury bug came along worst possible timing I'd say and they've been without David Pasternak for two weeks now Hampus Lindholm for two weeks they lost Matt Grizzlick for a few games but he will be back Thursday and now Brandon Carlo. So they could have potentially been without t their top three out of their four defensemen. And they're still going to be down at least two. Yeah. And it's it's not ideal. They're, I mean, we talked last week that there's unless something catastrophic happens, they're going to make the playoffs. But <laughs> now they can <laughs> – don't laugh. Now they can they're, – they're in the position to clinch. They had the opportunity Tuesday, but they couldn't get it done. Wouldn't have mattered anyway because the Penguins lost on Tuesday. So even if they did beat St. Louis, but um, I think they're they're really starting to feel the effects of not having Pasternak and not having Lindholm there because they've looked undisciplined the last few yeah. weeks or two weeks, um, especially Tuesday's game. You had Frederick take that silly penalty on Vladimir Tarasenko, and that led to the game tying goal, and the Blues went on to win four to two. You they just look a little lost. And I don't know, you, you do miss Poshinok there because that second line was gelling. Hampus Lindholm was a seamless fit. And like I said, you're also down Carlo and Grizzlick for that little while. Not good, not, especially at this time. <laughs> to, no. to put it lightly or politely, it's, it's not good. And I think that this is probably, like I said, the worst timing for these injuries to happen. But at the same time, you need that next man up mentality no matter who goes down. You beat Tampa Bay without Bergeron. Yeah. Why can't you beat St. Louis without Pasternak? You make a fair point, but it's without Pasternak and Lindholm and Grizzlick. Like, it, that's a lot. So? Well, that's <laughs> a lot to be missing. And, I mean, you said it's not good. I think it's fair to just say it's bad. It's, yeah. It hasn't been it hasn't been great. I mean, their, their lightning win on Friday last week in overtime – Friday, yes, I think that so. was a great win. It that was. was like one of the best games of the season. I was like, okay, here, here we go, and that was, and then it's just been a one eighty since. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's just been like ugly loss, ugly loss, and they're against playoff teams, so it's not like they're playing against bad teams and losing against them without star players. But it's just, it's not reassuring with two weeks to go ahead of the playoffs and your team. And you, you know, your top two guys that are hurt now week to week, you don't, we don't know anything about Carlo. It's, it's a little scary, right? Yeah. It's, it's a little scary. And, and then you have the question of like, I didn't know if we were going to bring this up, but 
you know, tomorrow if the playoffs were to start, who's starting goalie now? Because yeah. that's been a 182. Yeah. Like, it's probably Olmark, truthfully, mm-hmm. which, again, last time I was on here, that would not have been the conversation. And right. It's just like everything is shifting, and it's not the right time. But maybe the good thing is you're getting this out of the way now. Exactly. I think that at some point Jeremy Swayman was going to hit a slump. Yeah. It's it sucks that He's it's at the end of the season. Exactly. He's going to go through the motions. That's it, that's what rookies do. Right. And he's a human after all. All that juggling and all that laughing pregame can't keep him perfect in the net. Right. But Allmark, in, in that sense, has been able to step up. And maybe that's kind of lit a fire under mm-hmm. him. And being able to kind of carry this team to wins. We still get the goalie hugs postgame. So it's a win-win for everyone. But you need Swayman to figure it out. Yeah. And like you said, better now than in the playoffs 100%. And I don't think it's going to rattle his confidence by any means. I, he knows he's not going anywhere. He knows that that net is his and Allmark's, regardless of how poorly he performs. So that that's a, a plus, I guess, that he knows he's not going anywhere. So his confidence mm-hmm. sh- shouldn't get rattled. And he's pretty calm regardless. Yeah. I went to the game Tuesday, and the first goal, he could just tell, like, he just quickly shook it off, just kind of did, like, yeah. a little skate around, and he, he's done. And it's good to see that, but, you know, Three more goals later. Well, two more because one <laughs> was an empty net. But two more goals. Um, yeah, like you said, it's been a complete 180. And right. it's not making anyone happy, obviously, especially Bruce Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He's been very vocal the last few weeks, uh, two weeks, eh, more like last few days, about his displeasure yeah. for how undisciplined his team is, particularly Trent Frederick in the third line. And he benched Frederick. Uh, he didn't take his morning rushes on Wednesday. Thursday, he revealed he did. He will be a healthy scratch. But he made it clear that it wasn't just that instance. There was some times in Tampa where his game was becoming a little unhinged, and he was like, you need to reel it back in. Mm-hmm. And he can't. And Trent Frederick, yeah, he's here to you know, be an enforcer kind of role, just kind of be a pest at times. But you can't be taking stupid penalties that are costly at the end of the day. And when you're on the third line with Craig Smith and Charlie Coyle, one of the team's highlights from the last few yeah. weeks, then that's starting to unravel. So Cassidy was, you know, he's like, it's not just Frederick. The whole line isn't playing well. But when you look at who do you have to bench, I guess it, make, it makes sense for Frederick because he is the one taking those penalties. And you're not going to bench somebody like Coyle or Smith mm. when they're not really the problem. They're just, they're not the ones taking penalties. Yeah. But that their chemistry, it's not gone, but it's it's fizzled a little and they need to get that back. Yeah, I think it's, a, if if this, I don't know if this comes off right, but I think it's a good thing. You do this before the playoffs. Yes, that, that's all. That's all the good news right, there like, is that I get like, this out of the way before I, the playoffs. I'm continuously looking at it that way because now Frederick can be like, okay, I gotta, you know, reset myself. I gotta go back and do what I was doing beforehand. And you're not breaking up that line completely. You have Coyle and Craig stay together because they're playing. They're just they're a good combo. That's pretty much what every line has is a combo. Right. And then someone f- fills in and out. Um. And with Frederick, uh, Jack Edwards made a good point before the Blues game. Uh, the Blues are really good, you know, power play wise. Yeah. And you couldn't do, you couldn't have a lot of penalties. You had to be controlled. Right. And that is the complete opposite of what they were all night. All night. And, <laughs> and that's ultimately why they lost. Right. So I understand the move by Cassidy. I think Frederick probably does too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the next time he comes in, he's probably going to be, a lot better than he was on Tuesday and so on. You know what I have a mega gripe with right now? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> this power play. Yeah, well, 
Well, you have to remember, Pasternak's not there. He, but he, they struggled. So they struggled well before that, and That's it's true. it's even worse now. So oh, in yeah. February they went 0 for 19 and 0 for 19 stretch before that got snapped. Yeah. Now I, what are they 0 for 17? I I've lost Feels count, worse. but they're getting close, <laughs> and they're getting close to the 0 for 19. And what's really bugging me is that. Their games that they've been losing mm. are by a goal or two, yeah. and they're 0 for 2, 0 for 3 on the power play. If you just capitalized on those chances, it's a totally different ball game, Even hockey game, whatever. Game. Right. <laughs> you and don't have to capitalize on all of them. Right. And this is something else they need to figure out before the playoffs. Yeah. Because you need lots to. Lots of that. Yeah, lots, <laughs> of, lots of figuring out to do before the playoffs, which is kind of scary with it, them being about three weeks away now. But might be Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> they're, they're still a very they're probably the, the team I'm most scared of, yeah. especially if you're not going to be able to get much done on the power play. Yeah. I'm going to assume everyone will be as healthy as possible yeah. for the playoffs yeah. and they'll have a full full roster. Mm-hmm. But this power play, Ugh. I am disgusted yeah. because it's and it's not there have been times they haven't registered shots, but it, they're getting to the net. But they're making one too many passes, mm-hmm. which has been the story of this Bruins team for seasons now, yeah. not just this season. So I don't know. I don't know what needs to be done. I mean, we've seen reports of Cassidy getting angry at practice and on fi- just on five on five drills. But when you ha- are up an extra skater, you need to do whatever you can to get that puck into the back of the net. Yeah, I remember when people used to blame Krejci for the extra pass thing and it's still going yeah. on. He's not yeah. here. So clearly that's the uh problem but yeah the power play it, it must have been salt in the wound for you being at a game where tory krug scored and was honored yeah <laughs> on uh, his birthday when the power play is struggling and you're like oh you know what have been i i miss tory krug just because yeah. i like tory krug a lot but that's not where you know the problems go R- right it's just it looks like they're just passing to pass they're not passing to set anything up right and that's why there's no chances and you know, you're not you're going for Bergeron in the middle of the ice, but when an entire team is around him, it's not there. It's just not there. So yep. you have to move the puck around. Maybe move Bergeron all around. Yeah. Maybe that's how you change it up, right? Because yes, his shot from there is great. It's it's one of the best weapons on a power play you can have. But if everyone's swarming around him, it it's useless. It's yep. not existent. And if you can't do anything on the outside around him, you got to just change something up. That's that was my takeaway because yeah. I'm watching the power play the other day and they have pretty much all four guys around Bergeron. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, there's you know there's four other guys on the team for the Bruins that you can use. I want to propose that the Bruins and I'm not a professional athlete here, but the Bruins they see an open lane on the power mm-hmm. play, just shoot, just yeah. shoot the puck because that's, that's like the DeBrus conversation. Yes, like, just shoot it. Just shoot. No more of this one extra pass and maybe you'll get some puck luck because that's what they need. I mean, they've, they've had games where they're having 35-plus shots on net and mm-hmm. nothing is getting through. Right. So it's not for lack of effort. They're just not getting the right bounces. Yep. Um, and then one more thing about the goalie that I just remembered about the goalie situation is Jeremy Swayman needs to control those rebounds. Yeah. I don't know. That was the old Mark conversation when he was struggling. Right. And seeing it in person just make sure blood pressure to shoot through <laughs> the roof. I think every game I've been to slash covered this season, Allmark has started. Mm. So I got I was excited to see Swayman this time around. But holy smokes. I don't know if he needs like sticky stuff for his pads or something. I don't know how he can control it because like, you're going to make a kick save. You're, it's probably going to be a rebound. Right. But it is 
it is scary yeah. <laughs> watching those because they're juicy rebounds. They're rebounds that these games could easily be seven, eight goals. Um, he needs to get that under control before the, before yeah. before the playoffs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, during his hot stretch, that's what he was doing right. That right. He wasn't giving up the juicy rebounds. We watched because we were watching him and Omar be opposites. Yep. Omar had rebounds that were ultimately, you know, costing him some wins. And now he's fixed that, and now Swayman's on the other side. So it would be nice if they could just, you know, be great at the same time. Right. Which, good you know, problem would be to have. a good solution. And I, this isn't me saying they're bad. Like, it's just it's just a tough stretch. We've, yep. And Omar, even during his trutch, uh, tough stretch, was good. Yeah. He just wasn't winning. And that's right. kind of what we're seeing with Swayman now. Um, I mean, the Bruins' last two wins are in overtime. So it's like, even when they're winning, they're not winning convincingly. They're not. You know, I have to have a heart attack before the game ends. Right. And that's not ideal. That's that's my least favorite type of win sometimes. <laughs> it's not. And everything feels like playoff hockey now. It, yes. They're going to be playing the Senators on Thursday. It's going to be feeling like playoff hockey. That's because a must win. It is. It's, it's funny, but they need to get back on track. And if you have to do that against a team that you should beat, then yep. you have the Penguins again at home. Um, right? Yeah. And that's Ottawa and then the Penguins. And St. Louis again. And then you have the afternoon game against the Penguins. That yeah, is twelve thirty. That's I don't I don't like the Bruins in afternoon games. The vibes are the vibes are <laughs> off. As someone that <laughs> has to uh cover them all in some sort of fashion, yeah, I agree. It's, <laughs> uh, y- usually you want the opponent to be a senators on those games. Right. Because they usually don't start off as hot. Or the Islanders. The last time they played right. the Islanders in the afternoon, they made them look silly. So that, that was, was hopefully well, they can do that lower, against Penguins. Lower teams. Non-playoff teams. Right. <laughs> right. Non-playoff teams. Teams that aren't in contention. Hopefully they can do that against the Penguins. Um, so I guess some good news. We talked a lot of bad news. Some good news is that Matt Grizzlick likely will return Thursday. Uh, Cassidy said after practice that it's Oh, it looks like all systems go with Grizz, which is good. Yeah. Um, because it looked he like pinched Garnett Hathaway into the boards and held his shoulder, and I was like, "Great, it's dislocated, it's broken. They're gonna have to cut it off. This is <laughs> this is the end of the world." And it's already like I said, we mentioned Carlo. There's no update on Carlo at all. It's that's a concern, of course, but it's mm-hmm. also very hockey. Um, yeah. and same with Pasternak and Lindholm. No mm-hmm. real update on what their Just injuries are. Yeah. yeah, and. I think that's a concern for me because you don't you don't know what it is. And that's probably just like general anxiety being like, yeah. oh, God, what is it? Is it that bad? But it's maybe also maybe you should just rest them until they're until they feel completely ready. Because, yeah. well, the good news too, Lindholm and Pasternak are skating, not with the team, but they are skating. Mm-hmm. Carlos not skating. Yeah. So that's not good right now. It's a big body that you lose and one of your top four defensemen. And yeah. you're already down Lindholm. I wonder if these injuries, like for those two, Pasternak and Lindholm, are kind of like the injuries you hear about in other sports. Like, oh, if the playoffs were today, they would be in. Yes. Like, I wonder if that's what's happening. Because you're saying they're skating, but, you know, they're they're guaranteed kind of to make the playoffs unless there's a massive collapse somehow. An act of God is what Mike said last week. Yeah, so (laughs) I think it could be that. Like, if playoffs started tomorrow, they'd be in the line. I, that's how I f- am starting to feel. And, like, the week-to-week thing isn't that big of a deal. It's just like, okay, well, if we if we clinch tonight, you know, they're going to have a few more games right. before they come in for a tune-up. And Cassidy did say, you know, if playoffs did start, I he said, I'd assume they would be in the lineup. Right. He didn't, I didn't exactly. ask that question, but I would assume that they would because they're skating, yeah. they're here, 
and they were in uniform for team pictures. And Marshan was being a little pest and just kind of <laughs> like elbowing Pasternak. I don't know if you saw the video. It's Bergeron in front know. of them, and then you have McAvoy and Pasta on either side of Marshan, and he's just kind of like jabbing him with his <laughs> elbows. And I mean, Pasternak's laughing and looks he looks good. I yeah. mean, who knows what he's dealing with, but he looks good, and it's good that they, him and Lindholm, were both yeah. in uniform. And um, Jakob Zaboral was in uniform That's for exciting. the picture. So that obviously he's out for the season, but yeah. it was nice to see him getting back in a uniform. Uh, he tore his ACL, so that, that stunk for him. He's playing some really good hockey. He was. Would be really nice to have him right about now, yeah, too. I, w- <laughs> I was really excited for him this season, and, like, he was proving it in his play. And then that happened. And yeah. I was like, come on. Like, just never good luck for this poor guy. I, no. Next year. But yes. Yeah, it would it would be really nice to have him right now. It would. Uh, because, you know, you said Grizzlick's coming back. But now Carlo's out, so right. it's like we still down three. Right, Which and three, two, 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 two. confirmed. Two, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, that's not great. Probably not Grizzly, because like I said, Cassie said yeah. it looks like he'll go. But two of six isn't great. That's a that's a line. No, <laughs> and your third pairing is kind of plug and play. I mean, you had Derek Forbert with McAvoy on Tuesday. You had Josh Brown and Connor Clifton, and it's just. I mean, that's what Josh Brown is here to do, just kind of yeah. fill in, whatever. But Forbert on the top pairing, <laughs> I mean, he's not a top pairing defenseman. That's not a shot at him, no. but you have you had such good chemistry with McAvoy and Lindholm, McAvoy and Grizzlick, McAvoy and Carlo. You g- And it's just, you can't get that with really anyone else. And, yeah. I mean, Forbert is what he is. It's He's not working out probably the way the Bruins had hoped, but he's been, I think he's been a lot better than fans believe he is. Yeah. Um, but it's also really tough to be like, yeah, you were on our third pair last night, but we're going to put you on top pair because we don't have a choice because <laughs> we're a lot of our defensemen are injured. So that puts him in a crappy spot, but yeah. it just comes down to the next man up mentality. And hopefully we see that Thursday. You have uh, Jesper Froden in the lineup, Mark McLaughlin, who sco- can't stop sniping goals. Yeah, he's playing well. <laughs> he is. He's fun to watch. He he's, you know, when he's on, he's on. And it's, I mean, he's played, what, two or three, four games, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're not. He's been fine, and he's been asked to fill in in, in a near impossible task. To <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like we're we're on the verge of the playoffs, but we're down a lot of people. So here, you're gonna play on the second line or the third line, and yeah, he's been on all three lines. And yeah, three of the f- four lines already. So he's, I mean, that's that's good for him. Yeah. Uh, scary for you know Bruins fans just seeing the lines without Pasternak, without uh, Lindholm, yeah. and just having guys who wouldn't be in the lineup if they were healthy. It's, you know, it's like, a, don't save our, like, we're not asking you to save our season, but, you know, if you want to do something, we're not going to be mad about it. Like, you're not depending on these guys, right. but the next man up mentality, which we've heard Bruce Cassidy preach for the last few years, mm-hmm. and it worked really well, but now is the time to really prove it. The Bruins are in a slump. You're bringing in the Senators who have nothing, absolutely nothing <laughs> to play for. This is the time to get two points, a if convincing anything, two want points. A better draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, they need to put up. They need to put up at least four goals tonight for me to like. Yeah. For them, for me to feel better about them going into Saturday's game. Yeah, it, you know those first two lines were like they were buzzing before yeah. Pasternak got hurt. Everything was clicking. DeBrusque was playing the best hockey of his career, and I think he's still playing well. That's why the first line's still intact and whatnot. But there was just something about watching these Bruins games, and you felt confident even when they were losing. They had 40 shots on net, and they were mostly good shots when everyone was healthy. Now it's just like, um, I'm excited to see Froden back in the lineup on a 
on the second line with Hall yeah. and Hall, uh, with Hall and Hall. Jeez, that's I never <laughs> realized how difficult that is to say out loud. Uh, say that three times fast. <laughs> I just tried. <laughs> I uh, but I think that's exciting because I think when he was in the lineup earlier this season, he did show signs of yeah talent, which is what you're looking for right. when you have to fill these guys in, especially on your first two lines. Um, I think McLaughlin, I like him on the fourth line a lot. I think they're going to play well. Um, and I like Nosek filling in wherever he needs. I think yeah. that third line will work well. Um, it's just you wish everyone could be healthy right now. Right. But at the same time, you also rather them be ready for the playoffs. Exactly. So it's like a double-edged sword. Like yeah. it's If, they were pl- if pl- the playoffs were clinched right now, you'd be like, okay, well. Right. Like, just rest them. There's no sense. You just sense. want that one win so we don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. That's. Know? The, the that win the clinching win is the hardest win to get yeah and i know that if they win if they win thursday but the penguins lose like it's out of their hands but they have to do their job mm-hmm. and get the win because i think if they won tuesday they'd only be depending on the penguins like it wouldn't matter the outcome of thursday's game i could mm-hmm. be wrong uh, the the s- playoff scenarios and how they clinch puts my brain into an absolute <laughs> pretzel so i don't like don't quote me on that but yeah. i think that's how it would work um I hate saying a game uh, against the the Senators is a big game, but it's a big game. It, it's a big game, <laughs> especially when you're you know your last three games are, you know, or four games, two losses and then two overtime wins. It's right. not. It's again back to the point I said earlier. They're not winning by a lot. They're winning by the skin of their teeth in overtime. Uh, I mean, one of them is against Lightning, so impressive. Um, no, sorry, five games. I was it was five games, three losses. Overtime math wins. is hard, yes. yes. <laughs> well, last time I was on here, it was harder, so yes. That's, that's why we're in the journalism field exactly. and not math. <laughs> but it's you have Ottawa now, yes. You beat them because then you got Pittsburgh, St. Louis again, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers, thankfully Montreal, um, Florida, Buffalo. That's not bad. Could be either way, and the Leafs, which could be a pretty big game to end the season. That could be deciding like who finishes third or fourth, second yeah. and third, that could determine, that one game could determine so much. It's like game 162 mm-hmm. of last year's MLB season, how much yeah. like how much relied on one game. This could be that for the Bruins and Leafs yeah. on the 29th. Could decide them playing Carolina or not. I don't like that. <laughs> if this was on video, you could see that stare. I just gave <laughs> you like, I don't like that. Yeah, I know you said that early in the show, but I, I don't. Carolina is a force. They're a really good team, and they mollywhopped the Bruins earlier this season with ease. And yeah. I know they were shorthanded then too, but when you beat other good playoff teams with while you're shorthanded, yeah. you can at least show me some sort of life against Carolina because you're going to you're probably going to run into them in the playoffs mm-hmm. unless this is like some 2019 right. path where there's a lot of upsets. There's a the path is I don't want to say easier. There's no mm-hmm. easy path to the Stanley Cup, but when you take out a, a really, really strong team, the stress kind of subsides just yeah. a little. You still have the playoff anxiety. Yeah, Carolina, like, if I had to pick a favorite for the Cup in the league, it's it's either them or Colorado for me. Like, I, I know Florida's dominant, right. and they're amazing. But, I don't know, I think Carolina's been to the playoffs enough and suffered, like, tough losses enough. You know, they made it to uh, – they played the Bruins in uh, – was it the Eastern Conference final two seasons ago? Eastern Conference semifinal. Um, I think the finals, right? Yeah, the final. Yeah. Uh, that was the bubble. Not the bubble. 
It was uh, when was they went to the Blues. When they the 2019. Yeah. yeah, years don't exist anymore. Time is a flat uh, circle. But they've they've experienced a lot to the point where I think Carolina now is knows what it takes. So like they're they're terrifying to me. Like yeah. they're uh, you know the Lightning aren't what they once were. Right. The past two right. seasons. Um, and some people might see Florida as that team, but I don't know. There's something about Carolina and the way they play. It's just their playoff. And they're team. always around. Like they they're always are. sticking around and good for them. Like yeah. they, they've come a long way since, I don't know, even just four or five years ago. Yeah. I mean, development, adding the right people. Like it's just, it's just the perfect mix going on in Carolina. It is. And Rod Brindamore is, he's awesome, I mean, he's always yeah. a great coach. You hear a lot of good things about him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared of Carolina. I'm scared to face. I'm s- as a hockey fan, you should probably be scared right. of all the top teams because playoff hockey is playoff hockey. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. But they're just the scariest team. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And <laughs> the Bruins, you know, they've had a tough year against Carolina. Yeah. So that doesn't help. But when they're when the Bruins are healthy, they look scary too. Exactly. And they look like they can they're the team to beat. But they do. They have to be healthy. And that's the biggest question going into the last few weeks of the season, going to the first week of the playoffs, because we've seen, I mean, everyone's beat up and banged up around the playoffs, but we've seen specifically with the Bruins, people not 100% healthy in the playoffs. You think of Patrice Bergeron all these years. Mm -hmm. Pasternak had his thumb issue. Um, John Moore had a slew of issues one year. I think he broke his entire body, essentially. And um, the injuries they play through, the pain they're playing through at this point, you want to try to get that yeah. subsided as much as you can and you know you don't know what Lindholm and Poshnok are dealing with and you just want them to be right. completely healthy yeah. whether it's lower body upper body whatever it is and same with Carlo um you just want a healthy squad going into the playoffs because it's the playoffs and, and it's a lot on the line and what everyone's beatable, exactly especially Every, yes. in the Stanley Cup playoffs you know yeah, you never know what's going to happen we have seen crazy things happen in the playoffs every single year yeah. and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be stressful, but it's going to be fun. This is why we love the sport. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, you kind of live for those playoff games where you're sitting there on the edge of your seat as soon as game one starts. It's not even like it's game seven. It's game one. Because right. playoff hockey, you know, just it carries that sense of <laughs> give me anxiety. Truthfully. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's, that's the exciting part. You have pretty much three weeks now or so until i think they really start so you know get everyone healthy get back on track as much as you can right with or without those players and again get everyone healthy because that if you're not healthy it's it's tough to compete against the top teams that are healthy and playing great hockey yep and i think and i think you made a good point when the bruins were healthy they felt like one of the best teams in the league yeah just three weeks ago two weeks ago it's it's not that far off. It's not. So your keys to success for the final weeks of the season going into the playoffs are stay healthy. Yeah. Get it together. Stay healthy. Yes. I think yes. that's I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts? Um, that was I, that was a good parting thought. But it was a good parting thought. Do you have any um, more? <laughs> kind of a must win tonight. It's not, but it is. Like in, I think for a lot of uh, Bruins fans, it's like okay, beat a, beat the Senators. And then you just you did your job. You right. did what you could control, um, and that helps you get back on track. Which and is rule number two. Yeah, and the other one is you know you have I don't know when we record next because of my I'm the worst with my schedule and whatnot. But you have three tough matchups after that. Just 
compete, 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 compete. Right. Like that lightning game. Just compete. Don't. And I, they were competing against the Blues. They only lost by one, two with the empty net goal. Right. But they're competing against these teams, but fix that power play. Yes. And the, I think fixing the power play fixes the woes, like you said. Because if you're scoring those, you're winning right. half of these games at least. Yep. I think the power play is the biggest point of emphasis, yeah. especially against. Uh, and stay healthy. Uh, yes. And stay healthy. <laughs> Rules number one and uh, one and three. But uh, that will wrap up this week's episode of the Ness and Bruins podcast. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And until next week, I'm Lauren. That's Scott. And we will see you later. Are you ready to go?